irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Listening to Sam in the Morning with Danny, only on LA Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, September 12th. Hi, Danny. Hi. It is my mom's birthday. Happy m- birthday, mom. I called her. She didn't answer. So uh, maybe it's too early to call her today. Yeah, she's probably still she's sleeping. Bombarded with calls. I don't know, which I doubt. Mm. But. Uh, we had some family leave uh, yesterday after being here for about 10 days. So it's kind of sad and yeah. things have Did calmed down Did you guys have like a last bit. dinner? Uh, we, we had some fun, yeah. yeah. The, the funny thing is on uh, Sunday night, which was the holiday for us, we all went outside and... Smoked I, weed. Yeah, and I let them smoke weed. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny because my aunt comes out and she gets really irritated. What's the stench? What's this? What's that, right? And it's her sons, you know? Right. But they don't give a shit, you know? So we were just having a blast of her husband. I got him high. Yeah. It was the funniest thing ever. But now they're all going to remember me as the, the pothead, probably. Who cares? It's a good thing to be remembered by. I guess Means so. Means you're the cool one know. of the family. I've had to get used to it in 40 years. Mm-hmm. What the hell, right? Yeah. If I hadn't got used stood by now forget about it yeah i mean who cares at this point right i feel like everyone in the family has some type of nickname yeah or role that's true right Mm -hmm. everybody's got their role like my aunt sue and uncle tad are definitely the potheads yeah yeah they're like always high (laughs) they're like the coolest though yeah potheads are cool Mm -hmm. we don't (laughs) look for trouble you know (laughs) just want to mellow out yeah so, uh, yeah, f- uh, welcome to the show, everybody. If you want to watch us on Facebook Live, obviously we have a guest. So uh, so we go on Facebook Live. Otherwise, we don't want to bore the people with just us, right? Right. There's nothing to look at. But uh, today we have a guest here, and we're going to have a lot of interesting conversations. So that should be cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I want to tell you, like, these trolls, right, what, everywhere. on the Internet? Everywhere. Yeah. Yesterday, there's a show here called The uh, Plus Size Divas, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, the name speaks for itself. They're overweight, or I don't know what you want to call it. Right. How do you call it? Plus size. Plus size. Plus size okay. is like the, the more plus conventional. The plus size, now you know. Yeah. But but there's different sizes. There's different plus sizes, too, right? I would be considered plus sizing, plus sizing, a plus size if I went to, like, try to model. To wear, oh, to try to model? Mm-hmm. They Are would you like serious? your plus size, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. And you're so tiny. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> what the fuck? So they really want like skinny. Like skin and bones. Skin and bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They get models look... The camera okay, adds but 10 let me pounds. Tell you, let me tell you, these women are quite heavier than you, okay? Well, yeah, I know. There's yeah. definitely yeah, there's definitely plus so, size. And right. I mean, if they name the show that and mm-hmm. everything. Right. But the bottom line is, and they're body positive, and they mm-hmm. bring other, other women that have like hundreds of thousands of followers, you right. know? So people like that. There's people that don't, you know, they don't have a problem with weight. Right. But so last, last night on their show, this guy calls in, making a woman's voice, and he's like, That's yeah, creepy. yeah, I'm a transgender, blah, oh, blah, okay, blah, right. right? Right, right. So she's like, okay, yeah, what do you want to ask? And he's like, God, look at those fat arms and look at this and why are you uh, even on TV and shit? And I'm going, what the hell? You know, and uh, so people awful. do that. People do that. And she's like, she says, you know what? She says, I've been shamed about being fat all my life. You're not. You're not the first. But the thing is, is he's sitting wherever he's at in his life watching the people that he seems to despise. Right. And and, and that says more and, about him than it says. And making about them miserable. Them. Obviously, he's very miserable. He's very miserable. Because you know? you're watching people that you clearly have an issue with, but right. you're sitting at home watching them. Right. That's and then so you have creepy. to call in, which people don't usually do. Yeah. And, you know, and make comments and shit, knowing you're going to hurt the other person. And they do it anyway, you know. This morning I was thinking I got to take that number and maybe we can try to call him at night in the middle of the night and wake him up and shit. <laughs> you know, that's the best revenge, you know. No, and the best revenge is... no number. The best revenge is silence because he's not worth even that. Like, I he's know. really not. But he really pissed me off because it's like, why are you taking the time and the effort to disrupt the show and put people down? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. 
the reason I brought it up is because you have these people everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Social media everywhere. They always have to say something. Every time there's a lot of comments, I'm always looking for the negative one because I know it's going to be Probably there. There's always at least one negative. Right? And one negative would be like a, a like a good thing. Right. Yeah. And, you know, you're on my feed, you know. Go F yourself. Yeah, and the creepiest thing is, especially if it's on like on Instagram, if you go to block them. Right. And they don't even follow you. So they went out of their way. Right. To type in your name, go to your post and talk shit when they don't even follow you. But it's right. even creepier when you go to their page and they do follow you. Mm. You clearly hate me, but you're following me. Right. So both is creepy. Right. I do have to admit, though, there are at least a couple people. Well, there's one person that I really hate and I can't <laughs> not follow him. <laughs> I got, I, it's like they say, you know, you uh, keep your friends close. You've said this every closer. time you br- you brought him up. Really? Yeah, you never say his name, but like I've heard. No, the- no, that's yes, true, right? on Facebook you follow him. Yeah, because he copied you. Well, no, not because of that. Because well, we used to be, uh, we used to talk. Right, you know, he right. used to come on the show and everything. Right. Did I meet him? No. Oh, okay. No, I always ask not. that too every time. But every, every, but several people have. And they all say he's a piece of crap. Yeah, you know, but just, because he just is. delete him. But I just, no, because I want to know what he's doing. Because he's tr- starting constantly <laughs> trying to to compete or something, and I need to know what he's doing. But every time, and, and he's so condescending in his. You don't post. need to know what he's doing. That's what I no. He's so condescending in his post, and I'm like, I'm not even reading the post, the whole thing. Do you to comment? No, never. He comments on my shit, and I don't even acknowledge him. Because he's you a condescending block piece him. of shit. No. Yeah, Sam. I think you need no, to like need separate to ties and just block whoever <laughs> this person is. Doesn't seem like it's healthy. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> even know I hate him. But, yeah, you know, I was just going to say, he clearly has no idea. Because there's probably a lot of people hating him. I know for a fact. He has. He didn't pay people and that works for him and shit like that, you know? Yeah, I mean. He, he cock blocked me once, you know? Or twice. <laughs> But not in that what, way. What, did you guys went out together? No, 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 not in that way. Oh, but okay. He really interfered. Oh, okay. We went to one of his events or something, Okay, right? gotcha. Yeah, I just don't want to give him uh, away. <laughs> I don't want to give him any... P- but he does events and stuff, and people go there. So I met this chick, mm-hmm. and she was younger and everything, but right. we strike up a con- conversation, and he walks by, and he says, she's not in your league. So, you know, it's like after that, I'm like going... You're supposed to put people together, and here you come in and and try and ruining it for me. Yeah, you know. That's weird. So it didn't ruin it anyway. I mean, you know, I mean, we we got in touch and everything. But how do you do that? You know, I invited people, you on my show. Why would you do this? Yeah, people are. Um, it's weird now because people, when people are envious or like jealous of you, they make it so like obvious and open right. these days because back in the day it used to be like very secret like behind your back yeah like <laughs> now it's just like pretty much like out there yeah, yeah but yeah. they'll still hang out with you and they'll text you and say what's up what are you doing tonight and it's like dude <laughs> you don't even like me yeah <laughs> see agree. i'm not like that i mean i'll tell you i don't like you but you're never gonna hear from me like i'm not gonna be around you right like right. i'm not gonna hit you up and say what's up girl like you right do if you don't like her yeah no of course i'm gonna not. tell you i don't fuck with you yeah <laughs> at all <laughs> Yeah, leave me alone. But I unfollow people when I'm done. Yeah. Like if I just, I like, I don't even need to see your face on my timeline. I, right. I'll go as far as blocking you too. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, uh, we'll get to our guests in just a moment. And I just wanted to ask you mm-hmm. uh, anything new on, on your end? <laughs> no, uh, it's been 24 new, hours. Right? Okay. <laughs> nothing happens. I don't know. Well, maybe something, you know, things come up for you all no, the time. No, I wish. No, nothing right. yet. Good. Hopefully by Friday something will happen. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, my furniture, my new furniture is finally getting delivered today. Oh, new furniture. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, my mom's I, calling. I didn't pay should for I, it. Should I answer my mom yeah. on the phone? No, she can barely. I'm not going to speak to her in English. You know, we speak in Hebrew. Oh, yeah. She's going to have very broken. Just call her back. And she'll be like, why am she I on the radio? She doesn't speak English? No, she does. Oh, okay. But I don't speak to her in English, so it'll be weird for yeah. her. Yeah. She's like, why are you speaking to me in English? But uh, no, the funny thing is I always uh, fantasized before I had the radio show that if I have a radio show, I'm going to have my, my family call in and everything because it's fun, you know? Right. Because people get to see another side of you. But um, I never nobody's ever interested in <laughs> 
and it might show it all. So like Gabby, everybody's doing the wrong Gabby's thing. the same. Like I think she would be like all about coming in. Yeah. She hates talking on. She gets distracted. She has like ADD. Right. She'll do like right. a thousand things when she's on the phone. It's like you're useless. Yeah. But I know. I mean, people are just not. They don't. Maybe they just don't want to be involved. I don't know. Yeah. It's not like. It's not, but I should ask. Maybe I'll have my son, my daughter call in, things right. like that. Yeah. All right. Anyway, folks, we're going to bring in our guest now. She's going to fall asleep in a minute <laughs> if we don't bring her into the conversation. We're joined by uh, Zoriana Kitt. Am I saying it correct? Yes, you are, Zoriana Kitt. Uh, that's an awesome name. Thank how do you, you get? How did you get a name like that? Zoriana is Ukrainian, which is actually my first language. Oh, really? Yeah. So Zoriana, right? Or yes. Zoriana? Zoriana. Well, Zoriana. Okay, because I, I want to call you the right way. <laughs> so as long you as go. you, as long as it starts with the letter Z, yeah. I'll, I'll take it. You'll I'll answer. answer to that. Yes. Right? Awesome. So. Uh, You've been on the station uh, before on another show and stuff. Yes. And uh, you're good with film. You love film and yes. movies and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm a member of the Broadcast Film Critics Association. So we have our annual Critics' Choice Awards in January. And uh, we have all the best actor, best actress, best film, best director, all those categories. And in fact, our critics group is often known as the best predictor of what will eventually get nominated and win for the Oscars as well. Really? We seem to for whatever reason we're quite aligned in our way of thinking the critics and the academy voters so uh, our show tends to predict the best possible outcome for the for the oscars right do right. you guys have celebrities come up and accept their awards all they're all there yeah can i come <laughs> <laughs> will leonardo dicaprio be there <laughs> she, she's a d-list but she can walk a work her way up <laughs> I just want to go. Leonardo will have a movie coming out. No, he doesn't. He's he's shooting Quentin Tarantino's movie right now. Uh, uh, So maybe for the the following year. God, he's going to be 45 by then. Who are we talking about again? Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, Leonardo. Okay, because I was just (laughs) thinking about something else. But uh, this is cool. So how, um, at what point in your life did you start getting like, deeply into movies where you sit there and you analyze them and things like that. I I think when I I was born and raised in Canada Uh and my dad's a journalist, uh, my uncle's a journalist. So I started writing for kids magazines when I was a little kid. And then I went and I got a degree in journalism and I moved to Los Angeles around 1996. Right. And I've been on staff at the Hollywood Reporter, People Magazine. I was an anchor at KTLA and I was always specialized in entertainment so I've done all the interviews and the red carpets and um, when Roger Ebert the esteemed critic was sick um, I filled in for him really yeah one of the few women who actually did fill in for him on the show and that was a huge honor so they they felt you know what you talk about right I hope so (laughs) (laughs) I mean not everyone agrees but that's the whole point of having a film discussion is that what you like and what I like and what you like it's all going to be different so you So uh, I'm just a little confused. So do you watch movies and then you basically give, is it kind of like you do like a rotten tomato, like you give a review? Well, yes. I mean, he, I came here today to give a review on a film that I saw that's coming out this weekend. So. You should have told me so I could, oh, you already, it hasn't come out yet. No, it hasn't So you get to see movies yet. ahead of time. I do. I need to get in this business. <laughs> <laughs> All I do is watch movies. Yeah, that's true, well, right? Well, maybe you, you can be a, my plus one on some yeah, of these things. Yeah, this is fun. This is yeah. exciting. This is awesome. Yeah, what movie? Absolutely. Well, I saw the Predator movie the remake of the or the continuation of the franchise right and that's a tough franchise to do well in i feel well like the last predator i saw i was not impressed (laughs) so you've seen you yeah yeah absolutely so then you can give me your take (laughs) right um Sam, have you seen any? Uh, did you see He's the original useless. one? With, the Predator? The, with Arnold the original, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, the yeah, original one I did see. Absolutely. Yeah. Did yeah. you see any of the others? Uh, no. Yeah. No, I never. He's horrible at watching there, movies. There were yeah, quite yeah. a few. I mean, there was Predator 2 mm-hmm. in 1990. Alien vs. Predator. There are the crossover right. films. There were two mm-hmm. Alien vs. Predator movies. There was Predators, yeah. plural, in 2010. Right. Yeah. So this one is called Predator. Right. Just Predator. And uh, no Arnold Schwarzenegger. I thought no. there's a the on there. No, there's the first one. Well, because I saw the billboard. Sometimes it says the Predator. Right. The invitation said Predator. Okay. The website said www.thepredator.com. Right. right. So, I just saw the billboard, yeah. and I think it said the, the Predator. Because yeah. I was trying to figure out: is this really about that Predator? Because 
uh, it said something that made me think, well, maybe it's not the same thing. Well, right? it's still those predators up okay. in the sky, those aliens. Right. But okay. this time, this time, like they were always hunters from out of space, but this time they're bigger and stronger and Ooh. deadlier because they've been able to genetically upgrade themselves by right. using DNA from other species. And in fact, this movie has two predator dogs as well. Really? <laughs> they come with dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Interplanetary yes. dogs, uh, right? Yes, exactly. Right. And in this case, there's a little boy played by Jacob Tremblay who was in that movie, The Room. And uh, he, he's so cute. So cute. He's so totally cute. adorable. Yeah. So he somehow activates something that he gets thinking it's a video game, but it actually activates the signal to. The of course, it's always a little kid. <laughs> it's always a little kid messing the world up. Yeah, yeah right? that That's the whole true. Point of the show like Stranger Things. Yes. It's all a little kids yeah. all the time. Yeah. And so they, of course, they come down mm -hmm. and the only people who can stop them are idiots there's always only people <clears throat> are a group of ex-soldiers bound for the loony bin actually yeah because they look like they look yeah. like kind of yes. wacko in the preview they're all soldiers that have been somehow traumatized or ptsd or whatever uh and they team up with a lone female scientist played by Olivia Munn. And so the the this group of ex-soldiers and Olivia Munn team up to stop them. Yeah. Wow. Sounds yeah. good, right? Well, Have you seen it? I did. I so saw you it Monday saw night. It. I did see you it. You did see it. You know... How many stars would you give it out of five? Be I, honest. I can acknowledge that I'm not the audience for this movie. Right. right. I, I really am not. Right. Let me tell you what it has going for it. So the director of this film is Shane Black. He directed Iron Man 3, a blend of action and comedy. Right. And he also, back in the 80s, he wrote all the Lethal Weapon movies. Right. And you know that movie was, I mean, the, the writing was zippy and there were a lot of comedic things between Mel Gibson. See, I like that yeah, in like, movies. Exactly. Yeah. But with this film, I feel like it doesn't know if it wants to be a comedy or an action movie because the, the comedic moments just don't quite flow or mm. blend with the action to the point that sometimes you're watching these like loony bin characters be funny and you almost feel like you're watching a parody of a... Of, a, uh, of the Predator. Yeah. Mm. But... The thing is, is that the action is very visceral. At times, it has that video game experience feel. Right. And it is very uh, it's violent and it's gory. And, and so what this movie has going for it is that that's what you want in a Predator movie. You right. want that action. You want that violence. Uh, so the... the the, the downside is, is that it just action comedy don't blend, but the action is great. But the thing is, it's supposed to be a franchise. You know, everyone wants to create the mythology universe. You know, you've got the Marvel universe, the DC universe. And this is clearly the studio's attempt to create a, a whole mythology around the Predator movie. Right. And I just felt that in this case, it kind of deserved more. If right. you're really going to do mythology... It, the audience deserved more of that mythology. Right. Because I was going to say, all the other Predators had no comedy in it whatsoever. Maybe like one or two lines, but like not throughout the whole entire thing. I mean, I like movies yeah. like that, like the new Spider-Man that came out, Homecoming. Mm -hmm. they, I think they had the perfect amount of comedy Deadpool. versus... Yeah. Another great example of blend of comedy and An action. action. Yeah. yeah. But so. this one didn't quite have it for me. Not right, for me. right. So... Uh, well, it's interesting you know a lot about the Predator movies because I know the first couple were big, but I don't know, they, were they all big, the the sequels and stuff? Mm. I, I think they did fairly well at the box office. Obviously, the studio right. wouldn't have continued to make more. I think mm. they, it, you know, it mm -hmm. hits a certain number. It does well on video. It does well on airplanes. Uh, you know, for me... I left that theater and really didn't think twice about it. Afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a good movie is one that you would down to see twice or three times right. or four or five. Yeah. Now, do you, I mean, how can you enjoy the movie or get into it if you're also analyzing it? Do you have to watch a movie a couple times to do that? You can analyze no, right? a movie. Aren't you analyzing a movie as you watch as it you anyway? Watch it? No. Not, you analyze part, Coco after you didn't for, like it at all. For the most part, I don't, though. If it's a good movie, I don't analyze it. I get into the story. Yes, but mm. afterwards you can tell someone why you liked it. Yeah. That's, no, that's true. You know. But that but, means you analyzed it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can just say the story was cool. 
you know but but as far as the cinematography you know if it's if it's not outstanding i don't really notice it you know what i'm saying but but you're not like a I movie buff. He's not the right maybe. person to ask. He wa- he's literally watching movies from two thousand. No, but I go there to get entertained. <laughs> and but you're right. I analyze it later. Yeah. 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 I mean, sometimes you need a few days to have a movie sink in. Sometimes mm. it sinks in right away. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you even need to have a discussion with somebody to figure out how you feel about a movie. Like Inception. I still, to this day, like I'll still have conversations about it and exactly. I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> still, like years later, I have no clue. It was a confusing movie, yeah. this, that's for sure. You know? Like not a clue. <laughs> yeah. We'll see it again. How many times have you seen it? Three. Three times? Mm-hmm. Oh. And so I maybe, think... Maybe you should read up on it or maybe... I have. Tell and it. my brother's like a movie buff too. It like runs in the family and we've had like conversations about it. Like my there for instance when i watched it i thought it was about because he was an author Mm -hmm. so i thought it was him writing his book and he just didn't like how it was going so he kept starting over but my brother said it was about mother nature and how fucked up the world is and how everybody was like destroying well it it could be both and i was like okay i definitely (laughs) didn't get that at all (laughs) it it could be both yeah i was like i I don't understand it's it's up to your interpretation Mm -hmm. a good filmmaker won't impose his his reasonings you know you right. kind of want the audience i didn't like that movie though you know coco if you if you, we, you mentioned coco mm-hmm. coco for mm-hmm. some people can stir up um thoughts of loved ones that they lost and for right. others it could just be a celebration of day of the dead right 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 and for some it's just like i don't see the point in the movie but that's <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> well, I, I think that we, we think no i expected more i think i don't know i why. thought it was great you know, I mean, to me, there's too much. They spent too much time in the world of the dead and stuff. Well, and that's because he had to figure out how to get in touch with his family and his roots before I the guess, sun came yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you know, it's still. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I watch it, and I try to analyze it too because I got back into computer animation and stuff. But like, I I started watching Cars two last night. Mm. Okay, mm, yeah. I had never seen it. I just yeah. saw Car one, Cars uh, one for the first time about a month ago, and that one I really get into. You yeah. know, I mean, that was a really it's good a movie. fun movie. The animation's great. The stories are yeah. great. The characters are unbelievable, and so maybe that's more my kind of movie. You know, right? But also, I I think that we forget that our own upbringing our own values our own interests factor in as to whether or not we're going to enjoy a movie that's true have, have any of you seen crazy rich asians i haven't seen it yet but i heard okay. it was so good so it, it i mean i loved this movie and so on the one hand you could say well you're not asian well why right, would you right. Want? but it's what does because, it have to do with yeah anything, exactly, right? right exactly it was just the most amazing a beautiful romantic comedy and where it hit me even further is because it it was almost an uh, a story of culture of of immigrants and I as an immigrant myself related to a lot of the aspects there was a particular scene where the families around the table making dumplings and you know making their traditional foods and you know it really just stirred up feelings of me with my family making pierogies and and that right. kind of yeah. stuff and it it just to me it transcended all cultural boundaries because right. we you know you you fall in love no matter what race you are right and and further for me it was just i understood the uh tr- family tr- deep traditions and values that get passed on from generation and generation and generation and so it it hit me in more ways than one and mm-hmm. apparently it's striking a chord with everyone because you know it's only been out four weeks right and it's already the highest grossing romantic yeah. comedy yeah. in nine years yeah the highest really? in nine years. and it's all asian cast right yeah. yeah yeah first asian majority cast in 25 years mm-hmm. right the joint right. luck club yeah but you know so that's the point i mean if there's a market for it why are they not making more movies like that they are going to make a sequel but why of course they they're made that now, much money know? yeah i mean because they talk about a le- lack of uh diversity in hollywood and all that mm-hmm. but I don't see that. I mean, I see them including a lot of different cultures. And, and I know, like, so many people that aren't Asian that saw that movie. White, black. Yeah, yeah. you know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So there is a market for it. And I don't know why so many people complain there's not enough diversity. I see that there's, there seems to be, maybe there's always room for more. Right. You know, but the thing is, is that it's, um, it just, I think it takes away from the creativity if you have to think politically correct when you write right. a movie. Well, it's interesting. Sarah Jessica Parker recently said that uh, Sex in the City 
today would be tone deaf because really? all four of them were white women. Right. I don't think that's true. That's but that was. That's yeah, I, I don't think that's true just because it was so big. Like I was really upset that they came out and said they're not making another one because <laughs> they can't get along. I was like, damn it, get it together. Yeah. But I guess today, if someone was reimagining that show, they would perhaps have a more oh yeah diverse yeah like cast. one of each race maybe yeah, yeah. exactly yeah if it's a show. But uh, that move, uh, that particular movie, I think would have done just fine if they like remade well, yes, it. Yes, because it was based on the show right. and those beloved characters. But if you were to create new beloved, yeah, characters, she's definitely right, hundred and ten percent. There's no way anyone would agree to having just an, an all white cast. Well, they tried to do that movie Girls Trip, which I know did semi decent mm-hmm. in box office, mm-hmm. but I thought the movie was terrible. It was really low budget. It, the acting was not great. And they're doing a sequel. And I'm like, why would you do a sequel? It was horrible. But I think the hype was it was because it was an all black female cast and they like hyped it up so much. But I'm like, it wasn't, it, the storyline was stupid. The whole like movie was just not put together well. You know, but let, let me ask you this. Why do people even bother looking at things like that? Because they do. It's like, no, but, but let me ask you this. Uh, is, is it not possible that there are many situations where four white women are friends? I mean, what you know? Why do we have to diversify? But now it'd be like, oh, they made a movie the, with four. But you don't want to do it for the sake of diversifying. You want to do it if it adds to the story. Now, I'm not saying that if you add an Asian or a black woman, it would make any difference to the story. Right. You know. But the thing is, I think we got to stop looking for it. I don't know. Well, I mean, nobody has a problem with all black movies, right? I mean, Black Black Panther did. Exactly. One of right. the best. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And proved exactly. So not only that, but many. I think there have been many. Um, no. Majority uh, black cast black movies. Yeah. Well, like like the color purple, right? But Things that was like from that. that was from decades ago. Yeah. So that doesn't right. count. And all of the Tyler Perry films do horrible. Like right. no. I, what about we uh, wait for them Spike to hit Lee. Lifetime, huh? Spike Lee. He's he does pretty well, right? Yeah, but I don't think he's an all black. I don't think he casts all black people. So. He doesn't, but his film are 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 deal with black issues. Yeah, so that's right. a little bit different. Yeah, he's very he's more in a in a political realm with his film. Right, with his films. But you know, you the the success of the Fast and the Furious franchise yeah. is in part due to the multiracial, multinational cast. Yeah, it is so diverse. Mm-hmm. I mean, Vin Diesel himself is. There's no identifiable race to him because right. he is so many different races. Right. You have, you know, Tyrese, you have uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. There, it is so diverse and it just, it brings everyone together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they should have stopped. Well, that, and then now, they're, now they're filming another it's one. Still going. Yeah. <laughs> it's still oh, going. Oh, it's like, it's just not the same for me after Paul Walker. It's like really difficult for me to move past that. Really? Yeah. yeah really he was like, he was like the franchise. Yeah, yeah. And he died. And then his brother came in and finished the last couple of scenes, but you could like see the difference. Oh, in the, you could. I was like, oh my God. I can't. Yeah. It was creepy. It was wow. very creepy. So he was bigger than Vin Diesel in, in the they series? They were equal. They were equal and it was right. their partner. Vin Diesel was more of like the, I'm going to like come in and, right, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. Would you believe I've never seen any of them? I'm I do believe it because you don't see anything, Sam. <laughs> you do. just watched right. Cars for the first time. That came out <laughs> so long ago. It's okay. <laughs> Wrong it's person okay, to ask I, about But movies. I get to see it. <laughs> But uh, but no, really, you know. I mean, Do you watch documentaries? Uh, um, no, no. I've se- look. I've seen a lot of movies. That's not true. It's just that the the less. Uh, well, I just don't see as many. You know, yeah, well, you Some don't really watch see- new movies but, either. You well, watch movies like after no, they've been out for true. a while. That's not true, though. I mean, what have you seen some, recently? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, that uh, Red uh, Sparrow, that's recent. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, what did you think of that? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Me, I Same. didn't like, like I want Jennifer Lawrence to do a really good movie now. Right. I know. I'm ready. I'm what ready ha- like, I, I love her so much. I'm yeah, just like waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting. Yeah. yeah. But I'm forgiving. Like, I'm okay with that. Like, right. I'm, you know. Have you seen A Star is Born before it's come out yet? Not yet. It just had its world premiere at the Festival of Venice in Toronto last right. week. Um, so those screenings will be coming out soon. I cannot wait. I know. That is. Well, a she's a great actress. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the trailer, I just had me in 
tears. Right. I was already really. Crying. Yeah, it looks yeah. really, really good. Yeah. It's based about her, right? Is this her story? Well, no, this is no. This was with Barbara Streisand no. before. Yeah, this Chris is actually the third re- remake. I know we've we've got. Okay, so who's now. it about? Well, it's not about a particular person. Oh, it's, it's just, just a story. It's just a story. Now, what they mm-hmm. did with this particular version is that when she becomes famous, she kind of goes, she gets a manager and she goes down this path that kind of created what Gaga did become with the big costumes and all that right, stuff. Right, right. And then, you you know, at the end, you go back to the the roots of the the music so right. it does it does sort of mimic her own rise and that's why she's so perfect for the role because there's so many similarities but right. I, they've adjusted it to modernize it in that way because back when barbara streisand was doing it that the, the music industry was very different right yeah. Yeah. i never listened to barbara streisand but that was just not my yeah generation. yeah no i know i know i i never really listened to her until she did some stuff with barry gibb from the bgs mm. and he's my favorite musician so uh, like you don't remember the song "Woman in Love" oh, that she sang? No, I guess she never mm. listened to her. Uh, she, well, she's yeah. got she's got a voice. Yeah, I mean, you, that's and it dep- Yeah, and she's done a lot of different kinds of music. Well, she's done movies, right? So, yeah, yeah. So I've definitely seen her in movies. Yeah. I just never yeah. right. went to Apple Music and yeah. downloaded Barbra Streisand. But this yeah. remake's been. I mean, it's, it's they've been trying to do one for a long time. At one point, Beyonce was no. Beyonce you know, attached, needs to stick to singing. You know, so it's it's been a while. And now Bradley Cooper. Not only is he in it, but he directed it. Really? Oh, so yeah. he's, he's crossing over now. Yeah, he's crossing over, and uh, everybody wants to direct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, he just had a baby. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Oh. With like that, what's her name? Irena Shayk, yeah, right? Is that her name? She's a Victoria's Secret model. Yeah, yeah. yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, you probably don't even have to say it. It goes without saying, right? All these guys get like model type stuff. Yeah. Women. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But if you, if you ever want one good movie with Barbara Streisand, which one was your favorite? I mean, I haven't seen a lot of her movies. But, like, for example, Prince of Tides. Oh, Remember that? Yeah. She wasn't in if First Wives Club, was she? No. No. But it would be but, great if she was in, like, if they did more of those. It would be, you know, I love it when she does comedy and she doesn't yeah. do a lot of that. She did a silly movie. And yes, it was silly. So I wouldn't count it as one of her best. But she did one with Seth Rogen. I think it, it was, it wasn't called Road Trip. I, yeah, I, but I know which one you're talking about. they did a whole Grand Canyon, yeah. tour of the Grand Canyon. And it was silly, but it was so nice. She was a mom see, in it, right? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. nice to see her in, in this relaxed funny yeah. like I, I because she does have a reputation of being or did of being very serious right. she, she does right. come across as a serious artist and it's just nice right. to see her let go and right yeah. yeah i did see that movie but i can't remember the name yeah yeah because like, it wasn't like something i'd ever watch again but yeah. i definitely yeah. saw yeah. it yeah. yeah but listen you gotta see prince of tides if you want to see a really good story yeah. great acting nick nolte and her mm-hmm. uh, i don't know who nick nolte story. is i know well, but still he's a look for it. these days yeah but, oh really but yeah. look for it i mean just a random movie get it and, and check it out right. really. did you see the nun no but it's that's part of the conjuring franchise yes. so again all, all these i think so many studios and so many movies are now taking their cue from the marvel franchise of let's create a mythology yeah, yeah. nowhere was that more evident than in incredibles 2 this summer because they introduced all these new superhero characters and they want to really yeah. create a like incredible universe like marvel and so now you've got the conjuring mythology mm-hmm. with the conjuring one two and however many Three. and then annabelle is part of that mythology and now the nun is part of that mythology so then you've got the whole thing insidious with- is part of that too um same filmmakers, but I don't think there nope. hasn't been a cross. Was there a crossover? Yeah, oh, Conjuring okay. and Insidious crossed over. Okay. Only on one movie and very briefly, so I don't know okay. if it was just because it was the same director. Or it could be setting the tone for the universe's meaning right. and being a larger universe. Right, you because Insidious, the skeleton key, I think was the last one. I don't think, I for me, I don't know story-wise how they could do another one. Yeah. Um, because Maybe that was, was the very beginning because yeah. they kept doing so like Insidious 1 and Insidious 2 was bef- well this is what happened before Insidious yeah. 1 and then it just kept going back so I don't yeah. I don't see how they could go any further so it's just it's all about creating I think the because it's just so different these days it's 
it's hard to sell a movie. And so if you can hang it on something, right? hang it on Marvel, hang it on conjuring hang it on arnold schwarzenegger and predator and then everything else that comes after right. that and it's easier to market easier to sell easier to make your money back but don't you think it's a little frustrating though that this is how it's doing it now like i was just telling sam it's like like movies like crazy rich asian and all, uh, that's like the first movie in a long time that's been just a movie that's come out that has nothing to do yes. with anything else and a lot of people are of the opinion that netflix is now doing the kinds of movies that are uh th that we're craving yeah uh, like uh all to all the boys i loved before well, i've seen it three times you know mm -hmm. and there and you are that audience mm -hmm. because the romantic comedy genre has really not been served on the big screen that's no. another reason why crazy rich asians is doing so well because we've not had that sort of pretty woman type of movie right mm. but netflix all summer long has they've had this whole summer of love thing where they've been putting out movies. Like Kissing like, Booth. Kissing Booth, yeah. All the Boys I Loved Before. Um, a whole slew of these. these uh, Before I Met You. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, there, there is, judging by what they're saying, there is an audience for that that's craving it. So yeah. it probably mm. means we'll see some more romantic comedies on the big screen. Studios mm -hmm. might copy that. Mm. Um, but Crazy Rich Asians is really sort of solidified that... Yes, we do. We, this is like something borrowed. That was huge when it came to mm -hmm. to the box office. I was in theaters for a while. Um, yeah. uh, he's just not that into you. That was big. They haven't made they don't make movies like that anymore. Yeah. 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 Except yeah. for Fifty Shades, which was a franchise and the movies did not give the book justice whatsoever. Yeah, but that wasn't. Well, I don't know if you would consider that a romance it's not a pretty woman type. it was a comedy though yeah. especially yeah. the last one yeah the last one i was like it should be the most serious but i laugh most of the time probably because the filming and the storyline was absolute trash <laughs> <laughs> well what are you gonna do yeah. you know you can't win every one of them uh, but that's cool so uh for those of you just joining us we're talking to uh zoriana kit and as you can tell, she's uh, very big on movies. She knows what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. And uh, has, has that knowledge allowed you to sort of like, uh, <coughs> what's the word? I'm looking, like sneak up into Hollywood and stuff to start being invited to parties, be part of, of that society. I mean, uh, do you want to be part of making movies? No, I no. don't have a, you know, a secret script that I'm writing that I'm dying yeah, to that tell. Yeah, everybody yeah, wants to. I don't want... What about acting? No, I don't have a desire to act. However, because of my reputation in Hollywood as a journalist, I have been asked to play reporter roles in certain films. Yeah. And, right. and those are because I was asked. It's not like I... Um, I don't have, didn't have an agent. Saw right. Agent. Yeah. So right. the very first one I did was the first Iron Man movie. Really? They needed a reporter. It, I got the call the night before. They didn't even have anything written, but they they had me come in the next day. And and in the movie, I appear as Zoriana Kit. And I am credited as herself I'm gonna on re -watch IMDb. It. <laughs> and then after that, I did a movie another reporter role in a movie starring Ice Cube and Kiki Palmer called The Long Shots. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, a few TV shows uh, as well uh, that required a, a reporter. I mean, they're right. just, they're, you know, it's yeah. what I do for a living. So it's not acting. It's not really a stretch. Right. And in a lot of cases, I am credited as myself. Right. right. Yeah. That's Which cool. is cool. Yeah. And, and plus, you don't have to be aligned with anybody when you do your reviews and all that. Yes. Be biased and all that. You know, you yeah. have... You know, you're not you're not married to any one of the studios or organizations nope. or no. any of these no, things. No, no, yeah. there are. I have no affiliations or ties to uh, to anyone yeah. there. And right. and listen, there are a lot of people who who don't like what I have to say about movies. Who right. um, <clears throat> some people might find my taste a little too. Uh, modern and current and maybe they wish that i liked more serious critically acclaimed films which i right. do but you know i'm not i'm not going to I, i'm gonna like what i like just like you're gonna yeah like what exactly you like. and if you want to if you want to be vocal about what you like and don't like you have every right to do that mm -hmm. right. did you like um like what did you think of the serious movie three billboards outside of ebbing oh, missouri i loved it should, okay should yeah. i get that i, I mean i saw it like on cd it. and i really i liked it, it too. Yeah. i mean yeah 
I it was really messed up, but it was good. Yes, yeah. like exactly. very messed up. Mm-hmm. Just kept taking dark turn after dark turn. I was like, holy shit. Well, I loved yeah. it because I didn't know where it was going. Yeah, and still the ending, you didn't know. Yeah, I where it was going. It was a little abrupt. I would have liked to have had a little better resolution. Oh, like three months later or something. Yeah, something. Like, give me something. <laughs> yeah, but still, I every single character, no matter how big or how small, really ha- was very very well developed. Yeah. I think so too. Well developed. Mm -hmm. She's an amazing actress. It deserved every award and nomination and one. Yeah. And win that it got. I agree. It really did. It was long. Sam, I don't know if you could sit through it. It was long. No. Yeah. Probably not. Well, I, I Equalizer was, 2, did you see that? I saw the first one, but I didn't see the second one, but uh, I loved the first one. Me too. One. I've, see, I've literally seen it 20 times. I know it word for word. <laughs> <laughs> it's one I of my favorites. I just saw it for the first time about a month ago. They have it on Amazon now or yeah. on Hulu or something. It's so it's good. Great. So yeah. good. I just hope the second one is not like one of those second movies where you're like, oh no. I know. And that's always the danger of like, how do you live up to the hype, hype of the, of first, the one. first one when the first one was so good? But for whatever reason, Marvel has been able to really master that. And That's a Marvel movie? No, no. But oh. I'm saying in general. I was like, like whoa. You know, in general, like m- Marvel has always been able to top itself over and over But and you know what again. it is, too? Yeah. Their fan With base. Pixar, too, I think, yeah. you know. They've been outdoing themselves, too, as far as like Pixar Like their sequels, goes. like Toy Story, the subsequent Toy Stories. Which is coming out June well. 2019. <laughs> right. Incredibles 2 did incredibly well. You right. know, they, yeah. they're also really good mm-hmm. at really right. putting together great teams. But there are movies that come out that aren't in, uh, like, a sequel. They're still, they do still really well. Of course, of course. Like, no, Smallfoot I, is going to do I really well. I mean sequels. I mean, they keep outdoing themselves with every new oh, movie. Oh, every yeah. New movie. Oh, I see. You mean, yeah. like, Pixar? in general yeah right yeah. yeah i mean the 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 quality of the storytelling the uh yeah. the direction uh, especially the technology that is involved in the animation mm-hmm. yes. and they keep improving it and I, I just look at it and i go wow you know right so those are movies i analyze in that way because i'm into animation and stuff but other than that uh the stories are great the storytelling you mm-hmm. know and, and all that like i just watched yeah. peter rabbit and i was telling him the animation looks like it's actually happening with like the people in real life like yeah. you wouldn't even know they just like drew that in or i don't even right. know how they put it in the movie but yeah you would think it was a- they were actually holding a real rabbit yeah and yeah. the rabbit was really talking yeah that's what I no, they like. have that cap- capability to do that and, yeah that movie was so they good make it so well you know mm-hmm. so well my sister just saw christopher robin did you see that? I didn't see that. But she said it was incredible. Yeah. I, it was one of her faves. Yeah. I have I really to see it now. I really want to see that. I know. I need to see it now. She too. said she cried like five times. <laughs> I cry all the time. <laughs> I cried like four times in Coco. Do you remember the first movie you ever cried at? Oh, um, I would say the Titanic. Really? Because I was young. I was like, I think I was like 10 or 11 and my parents thought it was a big deal that they took us. Yeah. And yeah. I wept. So you yeah. sat there for three hours as a Oh, and, and into it. That's when I knew I was into movies. And that's when your love of Leonardo was. DiCaprio started? Nope, Man in the Iron Mask. Uh, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man in the Iron Mask, honey. <laughs> that's my future husband. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, have you ever cried at a movie? Uh, I think I have. I can't remember which ones. I think a couple of them I can come up with, but... For the most part, I'd like a movie where it would make me cry. Did what you cry you in think? the notebook? Uh, never saw it. Oh, but, my God. But, yeah. but no, that Prince of Tides, I think, if yeah. I think about that one. Yeah. Uh, there was another movie. I'll tell you which one. You know what movies make uh, touch me is ones where it's it a involves true story. a family or oh. something like that. You know, like uh, uh, Jim Belushi had a movie where he like... Uh, where he like had a f- he was I think it was called Family Man or something. Oh, I know what no? you're talking about, Family Man. Family That's Man. That's actually right? on Netflix. No, but Family Man I think was was someone else. I think this was like a different story. Okay, yeah, there's one on Netflix called Family Man, and that's sad. He loses his kid to cancer. Right. No, no, that's yeah, not it. I can't any cancer that. movie. Well, I yeah, will like stepmom. Um, yeah. what's the well, one with the sis- the sister? Um. But here, it, it was sort of like, you know, what if he had chosen a different path, you know? Right. And I don't know, for some reason, it just made me I think that's the one time. on Netflix. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That sounds exactly like the one on Netflix. Maybe it was a remake? His kid was dying in it, though, right? No, I don't think so. No, he had to make a decision. He was like a player and all that. Oh, no. And, uh, I saw a documentary last night at a screening, and I cried on that. 
Really? Yeah, I've never cried during a documentary. Oh my oh my god, I've cried at so many documentaries. I mean, th- this summer, by the way, I have to tell you, has been the summer of documentaries. Have you seen Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? Mm-mm. Uh, you will cry in that. And was he a pedophile? No. Okay, that was no. just like a uh, maybe like rumors on oh online. God. No, this man is like Mr. Rogers icon. is the one with like the choo-choo trains, and he used to tell yes. the stories. Yes. Okay. Yeah. This documentary about his story was incredible. The Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary. Well, oh, is that good? Really? Who's that? Really? She's the uh, a Supreme Court judge. Oh, no. Yeah. The, that older lady, yeah. yeah. Okay. And the, the third one is called Three Identical Strangers about triplets separated at birth. Both, uh, all three grew up in a different household and they, they accidentally find each other when they're uh, 19 or 20 and how their lives are affected. Those, and the Nina Simone, uh, uh, the Whitney Houston documentary. Those four documentaries that came out this summer are all incredibly moving. I cried during all of them. And, and they've all done extremely well at the box office. In fact, Mr. Rogers is one of the few films that has one of the highest grossing documentary films. And we sort of have to give credit where credit due because all these films that I mentioned, Whitney, uh, RBG, Three Identical Strangers, uh, they and Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood were all playing in theaters. Mm. And that means yeah, people had no actually idea. went to the theaters. Right, right. which is a big money. deal, right? That is a big and deal. And we have to credit right. Netflix for really putting out really well-made documentaries that sort of brought the revival of the documentaries yeah. back. And right. we know we're watching true crime stories yeah. and all this sort of right. stuff to the point where now we're into documentaries and we're willing to go out there and pay for them in theaters. Yeah. And so Netflix really set the stage of the documentary revival. And now I highly recommend, like, RBG, Whitney, you would right. love Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood really go see and so the film that I saw last night was called Free Solo and it's about a rock climber who climbed this extremely hard peak without any ropes without any wow no gear or anything did he die he did not die Uh. but he but so many others who had attempted things like that did die and he Mm. knew them and he was determined to, to do, do this it. and we watch him train and we watch him carry it out and and he did it and to watch him to watch him go through the blood sweat and tears and he had a girlfriend and she was very you know worried about him and he had some form of Asperger's as well because he his friends called him Dr. Spock because he didn't feel like really any emotion like he was so just adamant about doing it and didn't really care if there were any consequences consequences you know it was a, it was a really interesting mind to get into but just it, it was very emotional watching the people who loved and care about him be really worried yet at the same time excited and of course when he completes it i mean you're like you felt like you you just did that entire climb with him right i mean, <laughs> I mean like how did he get down though well um i think helicopters oh, or okay. he probably he had climbed that mountain a million times with all the gear right so he probably just put it back on and went right. back down properly but to just going up there with no support right. one wrong move and that's it you're dead yeah and he was in prep in preparation he was he had this thing in his van that had different ledges of how many fingers you could put in and he would do push-ups so that if he was ever up on that mountain and he could only use one or two fingers to put in a groove or a crevice right. that he could lift himself up wow I didn't even know these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, we're totally out of time, folks, and there's so wow, many I things know. I want to continue. Right? But she did offer to come back, so we'll have yeah, her back. Yeah, you have to come back. Back on. There's a lot to talk about, and we haven't really learned much about you, so maybe that. Yeah, come back and talk uh, more about yourself. Get, get a little <laughs> more background on you. But quickly, uh, which movie? Can you think of one movie that left an impact on you that you would see a million times and or maybe that touched you, talked to you, one film? Oh my That's tough. gosh, that is tough. Mm-hmm. You know, I It is, a, but what's the first thing that listen, came to your mind? I uh, it 
it's it's more of a pop culture film but i was a child of the 80s and so mm. the goonies was really it, it it's it was that film that came out that really hit me and awakened like the puberty in me i mean i just had crushes on everyone in that film wow. i wanted to go on that pirate adventure yeah. i wanted to be free from adults and go and explore and i've never seen that oh my gosh you should see it yeah i'm like the only what person if, on earth that's never seen that you yeah. see and you tell me i haven't seen movies but i've seen like yeah. basically everything yeah except for that since you were born yeah. right yeah <laughs> uh, let, what about you any movies like that uh, the equalizer probably no, no. Titanic probably maybe for you No, I would say the movie that hit me the most is probably, oh God, um, I know this is really random, but the one movie I can remember where I like was deeply affected was Remember Me. Mm. Did you see that? See, that's the thing. <laughs> Now I feel bad for giving you Goonies because it didn't <laughs> deeply affect me. It just, yeah. I saw it no, eight times No, but it touched you. You could, you could. See, times. I didn't like the movie, but it like really messed me up. I left the theater and we went to out to eat after and like me and the three girls I was with, we couldn't even eat because right. we just thought it was so like, yeah, that's yeah. not where I thought that movie was going. I thought it was going to be like this amazing romance and then it ended up being about 9-11 and i was like oh, okay that's not where i thought oh, this was going well, yeah but there's so many like there I are a lot so, so we'll yeah. continue talking about that we're out of time but i just wanted to put it out there that for me it's american beauty you know that one touched me because uh i went through that in my life you know middle-aged boring uh Uh, you know, boring marriage, fantasies about younger women and all that, and it all goes to shit, you know? And, <laughs> and that's why, I don't know, for some reason I saw that several times. That was a big movie back in the yeah, day. It won, and, and won yeah. a Best Picture Oscar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Mina Suvari was just like perfect for the, yeah. for the role, you know? Mm -hmm. So at any rate, folks, this is it for today. Uh, Zoriana, tell people how they can find you on social media. Oh, uh, Zoriana Kit is the, is the handle that. on uh, uh, Instagram. And yeah, Z-O-R-I-A-N-N-A-K-I-T. Yeah. The one Very and simple. only. They're uh -huh. no imposters. <laughs> no, <other laughs> not <ones>. yet. Good <laughs> for you. You see, it's cool to have a unique name. <laughs> not like James Brown or something. <laughs> all right, Danny, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you all tomorrow. Listening to Sam in the Morning with Danny, only on LA Talk Radio.